Say it right. You are watching Talking Hardcore with George and Scott. All right, we have a new intro. This is Talking Hardcore, the podcast for people who love hardcore history. We can skip the boring to the interesting stuff. Worst person in the world in history. Genghis Khan. You want to do the intro? Yeah. You're listening to Talking Hardcore with Scott and George. And uh, we're we're going to talk about uh, what? I, I I winked at the camera like an idiot. You f- so then I laughed at myself. Because <laughs> okay. then I'm like, man, that's going to look so dumb. <laughs> so I just went like really bad. Okay, so we're talking because about- it throws me all off when you do the intro. Why? But it's just if it, it I like matter? it, I like it. I'm not complaining. It just throws me all off. <laughs> so it's good. Well, here's it's good to change it up. Here's I'm not complaining. Weirdo. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Today we're talking about bubonic nukes. Hardcore history episode 13. In that episode, Dan goes through basically the terrible, awful stuff that happens during the plague, the the different uh, breakouts of the Black Death in Europe and all over the world. In the fourteen hundred or in the thirteen hundreds and fourteen hundreds, what it did to society, what it did to the church, how it it fundamentally changed the whole way everything worked, the fabric of society Thank is you. what I would say. That's a yeah. good way to describe it. It completely altered the fabric of society, and because it was so deadly. Yep, yep. I, I, like I said, I, I think it was uh, London went from six million people to two million people. Right now, that doesn't mean four million people died. That means four million people. Died. No, it doesn't. It means four million people no longer lived in London. Uh, well, so that's... a large percentage of those people died. The rest of them probably got the hell out of the city. Some people did. He even mentioned the mean rich England, people. Though I don't think you mean London. No, he said London. I'm pretty sure he said London. He might have. I'd be surprised if London had that many people all the way back then. I, I, I don't even think there was hardly any cities that would have been over a million back no, then. No, maybe it was six so, million. Maybe it was I, six oh, million. oh I, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, in the 1300s, maybe it was. You're right. I'm thinking longer ago. That was stupid. Okay, so either way, whole villages went away. Whole families were wiped out regularly. Um, they 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 identified areas where... Literally, it went back to went back to being forests, and it even caused a mini ice age. Well, they believe enough humans died that nature it affected the climate. Well, it said well, the 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 belief is that nature started the the um, mm-hmm. explosive growth in uh, right and pollen giving plants is what really uh cooled down the atmosphere because there was so much pollen in the air hmm. uh, that it actually cooled down the planet i think that's what if they I, if i remember correctly that's I, exactly what was 100 sure you're not remembering that no i'm telling you like because it was an excess of pollen it wasn't pollen it was pollen he didn't say anything like that i swear to god he said pollen no way maybe i'm wrong no you're definitely i guess wrong. i'm wrong that's okay but they then, did they do believe it was enough to affect the climate locally <laughs> Sure, okay. locally. And maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Who what I believe else? about climate is that it's way more complicated than anybody likes to admit. 
Uh, That's what I believe. I think it's way more complicated than anybody can figure out. I agree. Because you can't, they can't even, the weatherman, even with the radar and the satellites we have today, they can't even tell you when it's supposed to rain. They're a lot better than they used to be. They're still pretty bad. Right. And that's weather, not climate. Weather's way easier. I got, yeah, it's way easier, way easier, and they still get it wrong 80% of the time. Oh, not 80%. Okay, fine. 60% of the time yeah. they're wrong. But anyway, let's go back to bubonic nukes. Yeah. So I remember when COVID hit, and we started looking at what the symptoms were and, and all of those things, and I remember just thinking how lucky we were that it was not the plague. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And yeah, well, it seemed like the plague when it was in no, Italy. It didn't. It seemed like people were panicking. No. Right. That didn't make sense to me from the jump. But the problem is when you haven't had a plague, COVID can seem like the plague. People thought it was the plague. No, because they had no sense of perspective. I, but that doesn't matter. People blew it out of proportion. Yes, that, it wasn't, that's, that's it wasn't, my point. It wasn't the Black Death. Okay? Right, and but, that's my point. But, you know, you, you, could, you could say, okay. Compared the lethalness of COVID to the lethalness of the plague. Or to, to uh, the it's plague. not even. It's a joke. Yeah, it's not even the same. Not even, you can, they're not even the same. You're killing 50% of the people who get it. Why don't you look at just the Spanish flu? The Spanish flu compared to COVID. So much worse. So much worse. Yeah. So much worse than COVID. But, and then, you know what? You didn't see, I mean, you did see some people. I mean, there, there are accounts during the Spanish flu uh, in like New York where people would shut themselves in when they got sick. Um, but a lot of people, I mean, the, the. <sighs> there were towns that tried doing things and there were towns that didn't. And a lot of the data afterwards was, yeah, that didn't work. No, because it was a it was an airborne it was a uh, respiratory respiratory virus right yeah. and so shutdowns don't work masks don't work those things don't work against a respiratory virus and they knew that after the Spanish flu the scientists wrote articles all about it the people at the beginning of COVID the Fauci's and all that said yeah that stuff's not going to work. And then they were like, hey, well, if we don't do that, what do we do? We so they're like, oh, something. yeah, we have to do something, so that's yeah. going to work. But the reason it felt like we had to do something is because there was no sense of perspective. Well, and the other problem is when the experts ha when the experts don't have a clue or don't have any, 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 uh, any, any input to throw into the matter, then, right. then who do you listen to? Well, then there's no point in listening to the experts because they don't even know what the hell they're talking about. And – as the the scientific method has continued, it shows further and further that they didn't know what they were. They were just throwing shit against the wall and seeing what stuck. Which is fine as long as you're telling people that. Yeah, but they didn't do that. They didn't right. say this is the best, you know, we think X, Y, and Z, and this is the best action going forward. Yeah. They just said, no, you should do this, end of story. And so if we're getting into modern current events politics and you guys have opinions that disagree with us, that's fine. I I. I like to hear it. So go to the Discord and let's have a discussion. Let's have a civilized discussion about what you think we have wrong or what you think we have right. And we can go back and forth and actually maybe all come to a better consensus or, or, or learn something from each other. Because we have to be able to hear ideas that we don't agree with. Sure. 100%. We, we have to. Without getting to the, the point where you're name calling because you're upset. Right. We have to be able to have discussions 
that where with people who disagree with us. So if you disagree about us, uh, COVID with us, please let's have a discussion. Otherwise, these are our thoughts. And the reason this is coming up now is because we are on episode 13 of Hardcore Histories. And bubonic nukes really, to me, just highlights how absurd our reaction to COVID was. Well, the end of, actually, if you remember the end of bubonic nukes, he actually says, you know, what happens when somebody's in a lab and then oops, and then you hear like the beaker breaking or whatever. Yeah. And there you go. I mean, that is almost. (laughs) He wrote a whole book in 2019 called The End is Always Near. Yep. Talking about this possibility just before, the next just before year COVID. COVID hits. <laughs> but we're lucky that COVID wasn't more deadly. And yeah. we don't think about that because they're like, you look at the numbers and how many people died. And yes, a lot of people died. And I do not make light of that. I know people who died from COVID. I do not make light of that. But that does not mean COVID was worth the lockdowns they didn't save any lives. No. I think the evidence is that the lockdowns have done much more harm than good. Drug abuse, um, overdoses, loneliness. Think about all the senior citizens who died living in their nursing homes because they were lonely and didn't get to see their family. We know that kills old people. Isolation kills old people. We know it. And then we did that. Right. So the number of people who died because of all of our reactions to COVID, I think, is probably just as much or close as the people who died from COVID. It's possible, but without the actual figures. We'll never numbers, know. We'll never know. Well, how so, could they do that figure? How could they count all the on, on all the extra deaths from overdoses and substance abuse? Well, and, they did start counting them. But they can't say how many are from COVID and how many aren't. Well, and that's they the can't other, say how many senior citizens, how many people would have lived another year or two, but died because they didn't see their family and they but were But the lonely. numbers from COVID are also exaggerated in some cases as well. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, when you're when you're monetizing mm-hmm. a virus, and that's what the federal government did. I don't know if anybody knows this. Or at least yeah. just, to, just to reconfirm this is that, yeah. that uh, every, every COVID case, a hospital said somebody passed away from COVID. I think it was a $25,000. It was a 30000 Whatever. It was, was twenty-five dollars or $30,000 yeah. the hospital received yeah. for saying that person died from COVID. So there was a lot of people that passed away. Um, and that, the death certificates got marked COVID. Correct. And I they heard, had like I, terminal cancer or something. I personally know people where they were told, hey, they had to fight the death certificate designation. I've heard the same thing. And the problem is... I told, I talked to my mother-in-law about this and she says, well, I don't believe doctors would do that. <laughs> well, doctors are people and, the, and they won't all do that. But the people running a hospital, you know what they probably think? They probably think how much good they could do for their patients with that 30 grand yeah, or themselves. So, but probably honestly, the, the way they justify it to themselves is how much could, good could I do for my patients or themselves? Yeah. But I doubt they were pocketing it. It was in a hospital. I no big hospitals like that. I, I'm not. I, I don't think it was a bunch of people getting rich. Scott just bumped the camera. Uh, don't worry, I did it like twice the last episode. So big hospitals like that, they did it because they 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 thought, well, we have all these extra expenses for masks and 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 extra shifts and all these other things. Even if I'm a little telling this little lie, the the net positive is 
I can do a lot of good with that money. And not just can I do good with that money, it helps the people take COVID seriously. So maybe it saves lives. Yeah. And the problem with that is you've warped all the numbers. You added to a sense of fear that was unnecessary. And, and then our data is all trash. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's trash, but some people, George, you know, some people are, are, are very, very anxious and skittish to begin with, mm-hmm. you know, and if you want to go back to evolutionary traits, there's a you reason know why, I was going to go there because like, those people are stealing my argument. Yeah, I'm sorry, but those people are that way for a reason. Too much. This is the yeah. same. Thing. <laughs> They're that way for a reason because there's, there's variations in every species within the species, right? Sure. We need people who are overly paranoid and cautious because in times of great danger, those people are likely to survive. And you also need people who are overly uh, cavalier. Yes. <laughs> because in times of great danger, they get amazing things done. Yeah. There you go. Just like deer, right? There's deer who are really cautious and skittish and run at the first sign of trouble. And there's deer that walk around like there's nothing could touch them. Yep. I once shot at a deer like four times. And you missed four oh, times? Oh, my gun was malfunctioning, so then I got all flustered. <laughs> yeah, I missed four no, times. No, no. My gun was malfunctioning. No. Then I got all flustered. And so then I rushed the shots and absolutely screwed it up, missed four times. And it was a little, it wasn't even a big deer. It was ridiculous. And this deer just And it's looked, just like walking around as a 12-gauge shotgun can, repeatedly goes off. This deer's like, yeah, this like, guy This can't. guy's not long for this world. <laughs> no, the no. next hunter's not going to be this poor. It's no. just not going to happen. It's more like He's this asshole can't hit the broadside yes. of the barn. I'm good. No, I, I feel like that deer had really bad survival instincts and will probably die. Or maybe really good survival instincts because he did not die. Yeah, that was a fluke of my bad hunting ability. That's all that was. Oh, my God. That's too funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the first shot jammed, and then I was, like, rushing. Oh, it was a mess. And then you got three shots off after that or four? Three more. So you got, so the first one jammed, then you got three shots off, and the guy was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, he never ran away. <laughs> never. He Did you run out of ammo? Tell me you ran out no, of ammo. No, he finally just walked off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I ran out of ammo because I only bought brought four rounds with me. <laughs> well, those rifled slugs are expensive. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Was it twenty five bucks a box now? I don't know. It's the box you gave me. I'm still using. So. No shit. Oh, all right. Anyway, the point is, there's variation in the species, just like with humans, and there was a lot of panic with COVID because we hadn't had a real pandemic. And so people thought, oh, this is the real pandemic, when really what it was was not that dangerous. Yeah. When you compare it to the plague. Well, and people and I, I people are no longer desensitized to deaths from viruses or um or issue like like you know, look tuberculosis, tuberculosis, polio. You know, people since the advent of uh, vaccines, you know, people are Le- I, I experience it less. Not just vaccines. So we're not desensitized to it. We're sensitized to it now. Not just vaccines. Yeah, sensitive. But you get what we're I'm sensitive saying. Sensitive to it. Well, yeah. All right. So it's, it's when so you, now we're we're extremely, when you live these safe lives where none of that is common occurrence, you are much more worried about. Well, I wouldn't about, even say you're not worried about it happening. But if it does happen, you're much more a, likely to panic. Yeah. And it's a completely new sensation or a new thing because that you haven't experienced. It right. Yet. Right. It's not common every day. You know, okay. Occurrence. So what's your biggest takeaway from 
the bubonic nukes episode? I think that, uh, you know, humans, we, we are extremely adaptable and we are able to overcome adversity, mm-hmm. but sometimes that adversity shapes and molds us into ways that we had never thought we would get to before. Like when he was talking, when, when Dan Kyle mm-hmm. was talking about, you know, the, the marriage rate went down, the birth rate went down. And, right. You know, when, when people uh, should have been coming together on things, they were afraid of each other. So they were separating. So that's, right. that's one thing that I think we need to learn to live with. And not maybe, yes, you know, everybody's worried about their own mortality, mm-hmm. but maybe that's something that, uh, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't take so seriously or right. I, maybe be a little more cavalier with, I don't know. Risk assessment is something we're bad at. When, when, when it's not commonplace. Yeah. Right. And it's then, something we're bad at. But then what do you do? Do you bug out and, you know, live off the grid or what are you going to do? I mean, well, that's the thing, right? But then risk assessment, risk assessment is something where we've been, we've been pretty poor at. And I think I wonder about how much of that is because of the increased role of women in running society. I think, well, women are more attuned to keeping, to working at keeping on what they have. Different evolutionary pressures. Yep. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I, I, I really think that we need to uh we need to talk to paula about this that would be a good one to talk to yeah paula yeah would enjoy this conversation no we need i need to ask her about that because that is something that i've thought a lot about about covid yeah you know 200 years ago when there's less women in government and less women in 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 charge would our reaction have been different i think so i think you'd have had a lot of people just saying screw it yeah, you wonder. Well, I mean, they they you have that anyway. I mean, if you if you think right. about two hundred years ago in the U.S., you had people leaving right. lives on the East Coast right. to go west, and they were they were mm-hmm. encountering a ton of different dangers. You know, poisonous yep. snakes, spiders. Dude, just they got on a harsh boat. weather. Yeah, not they even I'm not the, even talking about boats. I'm talking about when, wagons yeah, west. Yeah, but before baby. that, the people who did that. Yeah, they got on first, a boat. Their, to go their dads and, got on a freaking boat. Yeah. Not knowing where the hell they were going. And, and imagine up what nothing. boats were like then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're showing up with nothing. So the risk Most of them. is different, right? Our risk assessment is different. And there's evolutionary pressures that, that would increase. I mean, think about all the people you know with COVID. Who panicked the worst? Women and the elderly. Well, I'd say it was women. Women and and because even the 50s. elderly was mostly women. I'd say women age. and the people in their fifties and six fifties and sixties. I would say because they were supposed to be the most susceptible. I think it was sixties and seventies. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah. you know that's one more thing I want to bring up since we we brought that one thing that the bubonic plague did. It didn't discriminate based on age. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't a virus. It wasn't, oh, I think it killed even more people in the young and and old. Whereas yeah. COVID didn't kill young people, which is why we're so lucky. Yeah. Like, look at the Spanish flu. It killed 25 to 40-year-olds. Well, one, one – Which is just terrible. But one thing that, that Dan Carlin brought up is, you know, you had 19-year-old senators or, you know, you had younger and younger people 
taking roles of authority and power mm-hmm. or prestigious positions like a doctor or without whatever, having without having the gone experience through the experience because yep. the older people had died off because of the plague right so it, it's very interesting and in that you know if you look at the covid mm-hmm. thing you know if you look at covid we haven't re- we haven't had that so you're not seeing younger and younger people starting to take over no um, we're still waiting for that turnover on the generations and unfortunately it looks like it won't be this presidential election no, no. <laughs> but one of the, had one to bring up the that, election. <laughs> there's one thing that you just said that I found interesting, or that I wanted to talk about from my takeaway from bubonic nukes. How much it changed society. You like you were just saying, right? Unqualified people took jobs in the church. Unqualified people took jobs in the governments, but mostly the church was running everything then. Yeah, and that's when you started to see the priest, the 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 Catholic Church get corrupted because these institutions that had been had all this institutional knowledge and and the young people were brought along by the old people well those old people were dead and the young people a lot of them were dead so they didn't get to be as picky about who they took you know so then you got priests in there that were taking bribes more often you got a lot of things dan talks a lot about that in the episode a lot of things that started with the plague is literally what led directly to luther Yep. And the Reformation. For sure. So without the plague, would would you have got the Reformation? Who knows? Probably not. Maybe. I mean, it might have taken longer because you had the printing press as a big monkey in that wrench, too. But then also systems, as they progress, tend to break down and get more corrupt and and, and less efficient as they get older. Sure. Um, And that's why the Catholic Church was pretty old even then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's not. I mean, you can look at the U.S. government and say the same thing. I mean, it's, it's, get, it's, it's gotten it's, less efficient. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, for sure. But okay. So that's my Sorry. biggest takeaway. I know we just jumped. No, no. Yeah. That's <laughs> my biggest takeaway from, from the bubonic nukes episode was how much it changed society. And then you think about it. Well, COVID was way less dangerous, but if you look at the things we're dealing with now that are literally fallout from COVID, I think mental health definitely Inflation. Definitely took a dive. Inflation. Telling people that their jobs were not essential. Yep, that was another one. Think about how dumb that is. Hey. If you use your job to make money to feed your family, it's essential. Well, here's a good one. That's just that's a fact. A lot if of... you take anything away from this, it's that your job's essential. If you use that money that you make to feed yourself and other people. Not just that. It's essential. Your job's essential because if it wasn't, it wouldn't be there. Right. You know, there wouldn't be a need for that job in society, so it wouldn't be there for you to have. So um, you can look at, uh, like, like my wife. She's a, she was a physician assistant for a neurologist at the time. Mm -hmm. And neurology was all of a sudden non-essential. So they closed down the neurology lab. So then you had a PA a doctor who'd been a world renowned doctor that had been doing neurology for 40 years mm-hmm. uh, and all the rest of his staff not treating people with severe migraines or whatever issues they had. And then what are those people dealing with now? Exactly. Because they're not getting their care or they're, or they might be dead. Yep. That's, that's the other. So it's, it's interesting. They sent home trained and qualified medical personnel because they deemed them um, yeah. not essential. The whole idea is the government doesn't decide what's essential and not essential. Well, they don't. 
that's not in the that's not in the constitution it's not their job description true that's that's the way i look at it that was the dumbest and that worst we're, we're going to be dealing with the fallout from that one thing alone for decades because you have a bunch of people who don't want to work yep well and if you just told them what they did was not essential for three years maybe that's why they don't want to work well didn't isn't there i forgot what report it was what was it 14 million men working age men i think it was seven or ten no, ten thought, million or something. okay ten million mike rowe talks about this a lot too okay <clears throat> but 10 million working age men 19 to 49 have decided 18 to not to join not to rejoin the workforce and are just well this is this is something that's been getting worse and worse though that's not all from covid but the numbers well, that, that didn't that, help that no didn't the numbers that he cites are i think it was like 10 million men between 19 or 18 and 49 that just are not working and they're not looking for work they're just not working do you know what they call those when i was when i, I remember going through economics they called them uh freeloaders no no uh discouraged workers that's and thing. then they no longer counted them in the workforce mm -hmm. that's so, how they've bastardized the unemployment numbers so after six months yep they become after six months and you're not looking for work anymore you mm -hmm. you have become a discouraged worker and you're no longer counted you're in no, the data you're no longer counted as unemployed correct and that's why you get Trump and Biden both talking about record low unemployments. Yeah. That's all BS. Those are all just bullshit numbers that don't mean anything. They bastardize them. Trump did it. Obama did it. Biden's doing it. It's not real. Well, then the unemployment you, numbers are much higher. But then how much do you, higher. How do you, so how do you get those people to start working? They need to not have money. Okay. So how do they not have money? shit gets bad oh, well oh, but a lot of them still live with their parents or something similar to where they're they're on welfare or right. whatever so if they so, so if they're living with their parents and their you know their parents whatever that money's going to dry up sooner or later yeah. maybe that's and that's that's what that's why we talk about with the fourth turning what if those that's what we were talking homeless instead yep but people who are homeless 99 percent of them are because of mental illness and drug addiction sure Nobody's, I mean, you could see guys like, okay, if you say homeless because they bought a van and are living in national parks around the country in their van because that's what they want to do with their life. I don't consider that homeless, right? They choose to not have a house, you know, but they're not homeless. And there's people doing that now and good for them, right? If you can pull that off, great. Yeah. If that's what makes you happy. I watched this YouTube video. One second. I'll get back to this. But we're dealing with those effects. We're dealing with inflation. Yep. Putting all of that cash from the, the, the money to the businesses, the money to the people, putting all of that cash into circulation deflates the currency. And that was infinitely foreseeable. And that's Trump and Biden both. Both parties are guilty of this. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't blame one or the other. This is, they all screwed up. Well, because they were panicking because they told people to stay home. And if you're telling people to stay home, how are they going to have money? Well, we'll give you money. Well, that doesn't work. Well, wait a minute. You can't blame the uh, – and, and now, I'm just – I'm looking at this uh, from a realistic point of view. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But sure. You can't blame Trump for giving money. Yes, I can. Hold on. Because a lot of people would have been worse off, especially after mm -hmm. the government decided to close down. That's, that's the issue. Yes. I'm not saying it's the wrong. I'm just right. saying he that that's playing the hand you're dealt. No, he didn't close down the country. 
you had you had he, he kind of did though how if you go look he he did a government shutdown he did that in mid march and that was right around when the states started doing it but it was mostly on the state but if you level. tell the states if you say hey we're not giving anybody any money that doesn't work you're going to screw the whole economy up get everybody back to work yeah. And then they don't – then that state deals with the consequences. Well, you have states that didn't, like Florida. Yeah. And they're doing great. Yeah. I mean, financially But inflation still hitting them. Yeah, it is. Because inflation is a tax on the middle class and lower class. Yep. It doesn't hurt the upper class, and that's who was making those decisions, and that's why they did not give a shit. Sure. But that's the – but anyway. The, when you, uh, yeah, when like you go to the point, grocery store is, and you on. see how much everything freaking costs. Let me finish. So you can't blame – Okay, maybe you can put some blame on Trump. Okay, yes, you can. but would you put the blame more on Trump for for playing the hand he was dealt, or would you put it on Biden for continuing playing the same hand? They're both at fault. Well, if but Trump, you, but did, you already if Trump, had the data. If Trump knowing. didn't agree to this in the first place. <clears throat> it would have been harder for Biden to get it passed to do the the second stimulus or the third stimulus or whatever. It all starts from the faulty premise that young people shouldn't have been going to work. Fair that enough. was always stupid, and other countries like Sweden didn't do that, and they yep. were better for it. When you tell young people who were never at risk from COVID to not go to work to protect old people, you can't do that. But that wasn't the line. Because they lied. But I know, but that wasn't the line. I know. So it's, you know, you, but they you, lied. You have a never ending circle of, of hey, Trump's at fault for not firing Fauci in the first. Place. I don't disagree with there's that. as much blame in covid on Trump. Operation Warp Speed, all that stuff. Trump is just as much at fault for covid as Biden. Now, Biden did all these power grabs with mandates and crap that I are super unconstitutional. And the Supreme Court found them that way. He did a lot of stuff with the censoring speech. Biden did. Trump tried to do some of that, but the tech companies were like, ah, we're not going to listen to you. Yeah. But then Biden got an office like, yeah, we'll censor whoever you want. <laughs> Both of these idiots were at fault. Everybody needs to get the blame that they deserve for this so that it does not happen again. And you already got people talking about new mask mandates when there is so much good data that masks don't work. And yet people won't believe that because they spent a year and a half wearing one. Yep. So they can't go back. Well, sure you can. And you, yeah, if you're, if you're humble and you are not married to your ideas, you can, you can do that. But, and by the way, I got the vaccine and the reason why I got the vaccine was so I didn't have to wear a mask anymore. And then they changed that within a month. Uh, yeah. I wasn't, I don't even think it was a month. Yeah. Ah, uh, the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID. Well, then it's not a vaccine. No. But anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, if it doesn't stop you from getting it or spreading it, then it's. No, Trump. Trump still backs Operation Warp Speed when it's obviously been nothing but a disaster. You can't. He can't. He has no choice. He could. He could. He he could, could but he's not going a to. A true leader admits when there's been a mistake and pivots. Sure, but he's not going to do that. Because he's not a good leader. Well. He's just not. I don't think any president. Maybe, any president. Yeah. Because we haven't had a good freaking leader in a long time. Sure. And I don't think any president would sit there and be like, you know what? I was wrong. I, I screwed up. Sorry, I think, everybody. I think Lincoln would have. I know Washington would have. Sure. And sure. that's what we should be comparing these people. You to. think Jefferson would have? Yeah. Jackson. No. <laughs> no, Jackson wouldn't have done that. No, neither would FDR. You don't think FDR would have? A modern president, I, I, I can't think of one that would have. How about Teddy? Nah, probably not. Yeah. But Teddy. Okay, wait a minute. Um, God. 
the point of Eisenhower. This, yes. I think Eisenhower would have. Yeah. 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 Kennedy? Kennedy would I have. think he would have. I think he would have. Yeah. Nixon? You know what? Maybe. What about Reagan? Probably not. Bush Sr.? No. Bush Jr.? No. Clinton? No. No. Okay. So then the last it's president... Too wait a minute. Carter would have. Carter would have. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. Carter would I have. I think that's fair. We'll, we'll, give, we'll go with the last... Because everything's Ford too probably partisan. Would have too. Everything's too partisan now. Ford probably would Yeah. Have. So when the other party is going to use it to kill you because you, you pivoted, because you realized you, you were wrong, it makes you less likely to admit that you were wrong. And that's the problem. Well, there's nothing. I mean, that's I, you're, I think you're right about the leadership role. We don't have a leader that will say, you know what? I screwed up. Listen to Jocko talk about leadership on Rogan. Jocko would be a great president. Listen to Jocko talk if about If anybody leadership. doesn't know who Jocko is, Jocko is an ex-Navy SEAL. He was running the SEALs. And uh, he is. Uh, he does a number of podcasts with Joe Rogan. And I think he has some other podcasts. He's too. got a really good one where he talks about leadership. I, I think, you know, you know who I'd like to see on the ballot, to be honest with you? Yeah. No, not Trump. I'd like to see Dan Crenshaw and Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. I think Unity 2020 would have been a good campaign. That would have been cool. You know, they took that down. On Twitter. You can't even find it. No, 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 no. You yeah. can't even find the website anymore. Twitter banned it, too. Well, I'm sure they stopped back in the paying for the website. Um, it was a good idea. It just wasn't. The parties are too rich. But yeah. anyway, the problem is if we don't learn from these mistakes with COVID, then the next time there's a freaking respiratory virus or any virus that comes along, people are going to do the same damn thing. Well, yeah, they're trying to do it with the vi- the COVID virus coming out of Canada. Yeah. It, oh, it's way worse than the original COVID strain, and it's coming out of Canada, and it's going to kill you all. And D.C.'s back under mask mandates. I'm Washington, not... D.C.'s under mask mandates. I am never going to have COVID again. What do you mean you're never going to have COVID again? I will never have COVID again. You think so? I can prove it. How can you prove it? Because I will never take a COVID test. Oh, so then you can't be positive if you and don't if take you a test. if you can't test positive for COVID, then how can they prove you had COVID? So well, I'll, I'll never, never wear, have COVID again. I'll never wear a mask again. Never. My wife got COVID. I think I got COVID before it was even a thing in, in <laughs> 2020. Everybody does. No, no, no. 2000, no. I know. December 2019, hey. Hey. I was traveling back and forth to San Francisco sure. all the time. I remember hearing a dude cough on the plane. Like, and it was so bad. Who coughs on a plane? No, 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 no. This guy Must coughed like he was dying. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. No, 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 no. Must no, 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 no. It was one of those coughs where right away I was like, everybody on this plane is sick. That's funny. I swear. He was like, like he sounded like he was dying i was like yep we are all sick yeah it came from like the base of his lungs like the shit okay the dust he breathed when he was an infant was coming up sure like that's okay (laughs) so all right that's our thoughts on bubonic nukes and covid sorry again listen if you disagree with us we would love to have a discussion with you about this instead of just being mad at us and never listening again which hey that's your right so clearly and clearly Come talk to us about it tell us why you think we're wrong and we can have a discussion and maybe we'll learn something and maybe you'll learn something you know what's so funny you go to the link in the description there's a hardcore history discord you know what's talking funny. hardcore everybody's gonna think i voted for trump mm-hmm. because i actually i defended trump ever so slightly yeah and that's not even what happened. But this is how this is how <laughs> we need to be able to talk about these things without getting upset at each other. Constitutionalist party, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Libertarian Party today came up with a statement that they are they are looking for lawyers to help them uh, challenge or 
request to be con appointed conservator for Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden because they're clearly mentally uh, mentally compromised and shouldn't be in charge of their own affairs. I'm good with that. I, I thought it was great. Well, have you heard uh, Joe Biden talk? Yeah. Or Mitch McConnell and his freezing? Oh, like, man. Both those guys. They're too old. I watched that Biden press conference the other day and I'm thinking, holy crap, man, if this was my grandpa, I'd be like, sit down, grandpa, here, have some, have a, have some coffee, just relax. Yeah, here's some tea. I would not be putting him in front of a teleprompter and having him try to read speeches. Feinstein, Pelosi, Pelosi's running again. Oh. Like I listen, Fetterman, dude. Listen, Fetterman had a stroke. I know. You know what? You can't ha you can't hold it against a guy for having a stroke. During the election, he could have just stepped down. He could have, but he wasn't going to. Right. So anyway, too much money. Everybody, I just you know what? I I I don't have a problem with the transition. The the problem we have is the the I guess what's left of the the older baby boomers and yeah, I'd say the old, older baby boomers just mm -hmm. cannot give up. They just will not give up their no power. No generation does, though. They have to. They die. Well, they're not dying. Clearly, they are. The problem is, they're just there's a lot of them, and they're still in power. That's yes. the problem. Well, I'm not saying this is our chance. This election is our chance to say no. And unfortunately, it looks like we're not going to be able to do that. No. But this is our chance to say no. No more octogenarians. We don't want somebody who's going to be 86 or 82 by the end of their pregnancy pre presidency. Being president. Yeah. Say you don't no. want you around when the typewriter was invented. Sorry. It's not, no, you know. None of these. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> none of these people should be president. They're compromised. No, we need we need either age limits or term limits. Or, or both. both. Or both. both. I mean, competency-wise, you, you have to have, At take least a competency. competency test. Yeah, but then you can fake that, too. So yeah, I mean, you can you can rig that too. You, you know, take a bunch of Adderall and just, it, it just you know pump them full of shit. Here's some coke. You know, go ahead and take this test. Ah, right. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, you no, know, you're right. Okay, so that's our thoughts on COVID. Again, go to the description and bubonic nukes and bubonic nukes. Which go listen, please, if you think we're being cavalier about COVID, listen to the episode called bubonic nukes. And listen to how awful the plague was. And then trick, and then compare it and, and to COVID. And what it did to their culture and their society. And then and then just have a clue that COVID wasn't that bad. And none of those people went out and bought toilet paper. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, there was not a toilet paper shortage. If it's killing 50% of your village or your city, that that justifies panic. That's yep. it. But COVID sure didn't. Anyway, if you have to, when you have to, when you have what's to. your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast that you're currently listening to, or, you know what? I've, I've you know, every once in a while I jump back. I still, I still listen to the, the hardcore history podcast. It depends what I'm doing. You know, if I'm working on something or if I'm cutting Nothing the grass and listening to hardcore history while you're doing yard work, uh, mine's more like projects. I like listening yeah. to hardcore history. Projects are great. Like no. when I built that sauna. Yeah. I was listening to wrath of cons. It I know, was I was awesome. I was there for some of it. For some of it, yeah. Some of it. Um, but no, like you know, if I'm if I'm exercising though, like it's either music or or, or like an audio book. Sure. Something yeah. I don't have to f focus on what I'm actually doing. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. What well, about you? I still really like the way I heard it with Mike Rowe. Okay. That's a fun podcast. The original the way that started was ten minute long episodes 
with stories where you didn't know who he was talking about till the end. So those were fun. Now he does interviews. Those are also good. I like the short stories probably a little better, but he still throws in one of those once in a while. Blake uh, Rowe's a baller. Yeah, he is a baller. I like, I still like Rogan. Joe Rogan's good. Yep. Uh, Lex Freeman is 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 good. I know you find him too dry. He's gotten better. If you haven't listened to well, him in a while, you, when you talk like this, but he's it's very hard to he's understand. He's gotten better. Okay. All right. So that's, that's so he added good. some tone and some you know he's... a little bit more emotion. Okay. He's gotten better. Uh, Andrew Humanman. When there's a topic that he has that I find interesting, two bears, I one cave. It. I love Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura, but I don't listen to their podcast. That I much. don't listen to that either. I just, but I, they are funny dudes. I've seen their stand up, and it's hilarious. The the funniest one, and there's a short on it, is where Burt Kreischer is drinking Kool Aid. Oh yeah, at, for breakfast. No, and Burt Kreischer is like, "What are you drinking?" He's no, like, "Tom Segura is laughing." Tom Segura, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's crying. Yeah, yeah, it's because here's a grown man drinking a 32 ounce glass of Kool Aid for breakfast. For breakfast. <laughs> it's pretty great. If you haven't seen any of Burt Kreischer's stand up, check out the machine. Oh, hilarious! Just go to YouTube and type in Burt Kreischer or the machine, and watch this bit from his first special that he did about this story when he went to Russia in college. Yamashina. True story. Hilarious. That guy is funny, man. <laughs> I am the machine. It's yeah, hilarious. It's great. Watch that if you haven't seen it. Okay. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Thanks that's for watching. It. Thank you.